Have you ever walked past a dumpster and been like, yo, I wonder what's in that dumpster? I can put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. Tom, 911, where's your market? Uh, 1810 Cedar Street, please. What's wrong? My wife had an accident. She's still breathing. What kind of accident? She's still downstairs. She's still breathing. Please, Is she conscious? What? Is she conscious? No, she's not conscious. Okay. How many stairs did you fall down? Huh? How many stairs? How many stairs? You're listening to the True Crime Dumpster Podcast with hosts Amy and Kevin. And we are going to re-record our infamous garbage people regurgitated uh, with our last... Well, this is this is the second time we've been recording this, but luckily we're not doing it via Skype. Yeah. So in our first garbage people regurgitated, which was going to be two people in one episode, because I... Ugh, I just didn't want to have a Casey Anthony episode, you know? Well. I don't want to give her any more airtime. But it was mostly just to kind of talk about what she's doing now. And I'm still waiting for that movie to come out. The porno? No. <laughs> no. The wasn't, wasn't it called, like, What I Was Told? As I Was Told or something? And it's, like, a story of her life and how she's so innocent and shit. That, why, why would it be called As I Was Told? That's what it's called, apparently. She did as she was told. Like, she had no freedom or control over her life. So, so someone she had, so she had to, her kill. to kill her kid? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it was the Zodiac dog. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. No, sorry. no. The dog's name wasn't Sam. The owner's name was Sam. That was I the Zodiac, know. though, right? Yeah. Okay. No. What? That's David Berkowitz. The son of Sam. Okay, yeah. That's... Zodiac, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, that, it's that's the, the thing about the Zodiac. It's that uh, politician guy, right? Which one? Uh, fuck, he ran for president. Donald Trump? <laughs> no. Donald Trump is the Zodiac? Kevin, I don't think we can make claims like that on this show. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, it's the other turd. <laughs> he was a Republican guy. He ran for president. I can't remember his name right now. There's all these memes with him. Oh, um. He's not the Zodiac, but he has done some shit. You could tell. He's yeah, too oh, he's clean. Got a, he's got a shit-eating grin for sure. Oh, yeah, Ted guy. Cruz. <laughs> Fucking Ted Cruz. <laughs> Allegedly, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac, not the son of Sam. Yeah, even though he's only like 40-something. I really took this one right off the fucking rails. Yeah. Good job. Who are we talking about? <laughs> awesome. How did that? Okay. We were talking about Casey Anthony and yeah. what her dog told her to do yeah. as she was told. The Zodiac's dog. 
the whole point of that episode was that we wanted to explore two garbage people regurgitated. And so our and it's kind of like infamous people that like we all know the case to, you know, some extent, but we don't actually know what happened kind of afterwards or we just kind of want to check in uh, or regurgitate up some garbage people. Yeah, so, yeah, still that's a piece of shit. Yeah. Casey cool. Anthony still a piece of shit. Luckily, childless going to have a movie out maybe this year. There's a whole lot of garbage people that we can regurgitate, but we tried to regurgitate Mike Peterson, but he got caught in our throats. So He's we're too gonna... chunky. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to fucking, this is up Chuck times two. Up Chuck. We just can't get him out of our fucking system. And yeah, you... I'm giving her the Heimlich over here. <laughs> He's just stuck in our fucking throats. So, Michael Peterson. Kevin, you want to give us a little fucking background on this guy? So, Michael. Mike. Oh, Michael. This was his nickname, Michael Mike. How's that for a nickname? That's not his nickname. Don't make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good basketball player, too, I think. <laughs> Mike Peterson was born near Nashville, Tennessee in 1943. He has a bachelor's degree in political science from Duke University. Duke's got some interesting stuff. He attended classes at the law school of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. After graduating, Peterson researched for the Department of Defense. Ooh, another red yeah, flag. Yeah. This was during Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> okay. You don't really have anything to say about these things. You just make these sounds like, oh, Duke. There's yes. some things. Vietnam. That was a thing. <laughs> It's the chunks that's stuck in my throat. Yeah, sorry. Blame it on the chunks. Ah, thank you. <laughs> uh, that year, he also married Patricia Sue. Why do you <laughs> say it like that? I think she was a Native American. No, She's it's part of the Sioux Nation. Not oh. S-I-O-U-X. Do you not know how to spell Sue? I just said Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sue you. Okay, well, that's that would be spelled the same way that Patricia spells Sue. Oh, well, <laughs> how about that? All right. <laughs> uh, they lived in West Germany and had two sons together, Clayton and Todd. In 1968, Peterson... They're kind of babes. One of them goes bald in the second half of the staircase, but... Really, that's babely? Going bald? Well... <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I have a full head of hair. No, his sons are hot. Keep going. Okay. Uh, well, he, at least he did something right. In 1968, Peterson enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps and served in Vietnam. Honorable. In 1971, he received an honorable discharge with the rank of captain after a car accident left him with permanent disability. Years later, during a mayoral campaign. Mayoral? Yeah, mayoral. Yeah. Mayoral. 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 That's fine. A mayorly campaign. Mayoral or may not oral. Mm-hmm. That is the question. Peterson claimed he had won a silver star, a bronze star with valor, and two purple hearts. All from one car accident? Come on. Well. He had all the medals, but he said he did not have the documentation for them. Oh. He claimed he had received one purple heart after being hit by shrapnel when another soldier stepped on a landmine. The other one when he was shot. Peterson later admitted his war injury was not the result of the shrapnel wound in Vietnam, but was the result of a vehicle accident in Japan, where he was stationed after the war as a military policeman. 
Military files can only verify the Silver Star and the Bronze Star Medal with Valor. After living in Germany for years, the couple befriended Elizabeth and George Ratliff and their two children, Martha and Margaret. After George's death, the Peterson and Ratliff families became very close. Elizabeth Ratliff died in 1985. Hold on to that. We'll come back to it later. Michael became the guardian of Elizabeth's children, and if you've seen The Staircase, they call him dad. Michael and Patricia divorced in 1987. Clayton and Todd lived with Patricia, and Margaret and Martha stayed with Michael, who then moved to Durham, North Carolina. Clayton and Todd later moved in with their father in Durham, North Carolina. Michael published three books around his supposed Vietnam War experiences. He also worked as as a newspaper columnist for the Durham Herald Sun, where his columns became known for their criticism of police and Durham County District Attorney James Hardin Jr. Hold on to that as well. In 1989, Michael moved in with Kathleen Atwater, a successful Nortel business executive. They married in 1997, and Kathleen's daughter, Caitlin, joined the extended family that consisted of Michael's two sons, the babes, apparently, and his two adopted (laughs) daughters from Elizabeth. That brings us to the scene on the crime. On the crime? Of the crime. Of the crime. (laughs) Excuse me. December 8th, 2001. Kathleen comes into the house from lounging outside with Michael. He stays behind. Hours later, he comes in to find his wife's bloodied body at the bottom of the staircase. On December 9th, 2001, Peterson makes his first call to 911 at 2.40 a.m. to unconvincingly report his wife's condition to the dispatcher. He says she's still breathing. Have you listened to the 911 call? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You think it's unconvincing? Oh, totally. Do you think it's convincing? He sounds like he's freaking out to me. But it's like it's it's like he's performing freaking out. Like I feel like he's not actually. It's like uh, he's like ha ha who I how do like, I sound stunned on, <laughs> on, on a unicycle trying not to spill his wine. <laughs> yes, he's always exactly. got a big ass glass of wine. I know. I just I don't know. To me, like when the dispatcher asks, like, how many stairs did she fall down? He's like. Ah, uh, I don't know, 15, 20, 25? Like, it's just like, whoa, chill the fuck. Like, I guess, like I, I don't know. I, that all makes sense to me. Like, who fucking counts their stairs? You probably would, freak. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to push you down the stairs, I got to know how many stairs you yeah. went down. Mm, how many <laughs> stairs? Like, how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> I just... I, there's things I don't like about him. Well, and then also I think he hangs up on the dispatcher, and that's why there's a second call to 911, which you're not supposed to fucking hang yeah. up. What, what would the oh, point? Out of line. There is also, they were saying something in the documentary too, which, you know, we will talk about the validity of the documentary or the presentation of the facts, but um, either it's, I mean, I've listened and w- I've watched the forensic files. I've listened to multiple podcasts. I've watched the documentary I've, you know, just so a lot of this stuff, I'm kind of like, ah, I've heard it from somewhere. But during the first or second 911 call, maybe it was the first one, he was like very obviously not next to his wife because she was asking, like, is she breathing? And he's like, hold on, let me see. It's like, what, you're not fucking right next to her? That's unconvincing, you know? Like, why would you not be right next to her if you have a cordless phone? Well, 
would you wouldn't you try and wouldn't i mean he's not an uneducated fuck like he went to fucking duke he almost like he did some law school and shit he's not a fucking idiot like wouldn't you try to administer some kind of cpr or like stop the bleeding or something I mean, he's a, he was in the fucking military. He was probably all tuckered out from clobbering her over the head <laughs> multiple times. But yeah, but I mean, it's like a perfect example. Like, he fucking was in the military. He should fucking know better, you know? You don't leave the side of, like, a comrade. Well, maybe you do. I have well, no they idea. were married, so. What does that mean? <laughs> you would leave me? Well, we don't have any stairs, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Talk about, go ahead and talk about his fucking second 911 call. All right. So, Peterson called 911 a second time just to inform the operator that Kathleen wasn't breathing. But anymore. He, she wasn't breathing anymore. Yeah. So, hello. <laughs> hello? <laughs> yeah. Just calling. Yeah. She's not breathing anymore. So, okay. Bye. <laughs> After he gave this information to the dispatcher, he didn't answer any more questions. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, shit. The second call at 2.46 a.m. was not to act... Okay, so he didn't act like a worried husband, but rather as a way to motivate paramedics to not hurry up. Yeah. Okay. So that, you know... I feel like you wrote this in pig Latin. <laughs> So, or Yoda speak. <laughs> yeah. Worry not anymore, husband. Or like, I don't see. I don't actually know Yoda. I bet that the well. the gematria behind this is insane. The what? Gematria. What's that? It's numerology. It's oh my like god! The, the Shut numerical the fuck up. values uh, uh, uh. to words and letters. Okay, and no. You're really un- opening some yep. gates here with yep. this. Uh, my so third around, eye is closed. <laughs> yeah, too much fluoride water for you. <laughs> Good. So around 5 a.m., he is permitted to move around the house, and he takes the opportunity to delete a bunch of files on his computer. <laughs> Which is up the staircase. Oh, so he had to, like... He had to, like, step over her dead body and be like, hold on, I uh, yeah. gotta, gotta delete some nudes. Gotta get rid of all these gay porn. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Kathleen had been on his computer earlier because she needed to check an email coming in from a coworker. And there had been speculation that what she saw was something that she shouldn't have, and it upset her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mike Peterson is a bisexual dude who gets dates online from male sex workers. Oh, yeah. There's that little tidbit. There's a lot of oh, little tidbits. Yeah. yeah. Little tidbits. I forgot to mention that, that they're little. <laughs> uh, he claims Kathleen was cool with it, but her last divorce ended because she... Turned her husband gay. That's not, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. Oh, her husband cheated on her. It could have been with a dude. I, I don't think it was. Or a dog. Or... But the thing is, she wasn't okay with extramarital relationships. That's That's, that's a weird thing. thing about a lot of marriages. The, the Chicks, cheating? like, they're just not into it. And neither are dudes. <laughs> yeah, weird. Okay. You're fucking worrying me. Okay. Are you good? Check my computer. <laughs> There's no gay porn, I can guarantee you. Oh, God. There are some crazy theories out there, like the intruder one, which I actually find, well, what would be the point of killing her if you were intruder? Nothing was taken. Except her life. Maybe yeah. he was a soul thief. 
Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a crazy owl theory too, which we're not going to give much space to that. My personal favorite. Well, I mean, there actually is some minor validity to it, but um, you know, they actually covered this recently on an episode of The Murder Squad with Paul Holes and uh, Billy Jensen, which I swear I think I mention them every week. But Paul Holes was like, not going to, he's like, no, no, I don't want to hear anything else. Looking at her injuries, she was fucking beaten to death. Like, period. End of story. I. This is stupid that there's been documentaries made about this. Like, this is such an open and shut case. He fucking murdered his wife. And, you know, I, I entrust, I trust but. investigators. But, so in the blood, there were these microscopic owl feathers. And, like, a neighbor actually is the one who came up with the theory who said that there had been owls like attacking people in the neighborhood. And if you look at, don't look at, aut- well, if you can handle autopsy photos, it's actually not that bad. There's also like diagrams of her wounds on her head, but they are these like very sharp circular wounds that are all over her, the back of her head. And man, if you have seen the staircase, you definitely know what a blow poke is. Cause they say that <laughs> word no less than a thousand times. And they think that these sharp circular wounds kind of like in an upward swooshing motion came from a blow poke. But the thing about. And so they're the saying that the injuries, talons could be. Yeah. Right. Because there wasn't any like brain bleeding or like. Fractures. or Right. So yeah. like there was no evidence to suggest she was like actually beaten over the head, which is kind of weird. But she's got these huge cuts on her head. And yeah. there's blood everywhere. Yeah. On the staircase. I know. It was fucking... The, the amount of blood that was on her was, like, unbelievable. So, what I said about him beating her over the head, evidence doesn't suggest that. And I was only joking. Yes. Don't come at me. And, like, we're not joking because she died. We're joking because it's such a fucking crazy... There's so many theories out there, but realistically, I think he killed her. Do you think so? I don't know. You really, you don't? You're not decided? It seems like he probably did. Like, yeah, I could see him becoming mad about her coming after Well, him no, about... it would be, it would be her being mad at him and threatening divorce. Because remember, she's an executive at Nortel. She makes a shit ton of money and he doesn't. He's basically an unemployed author who like gets some freelance work from the Durham Herald. So yeah. like he doesn't so if she divorces him, he loses the 14 room mansion who basically remember he's got like four kids that he's like collected from other people and she pays for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like he has more to lose than she would. So if she was like threatening divorce or something before it could get out to the kids, he had every fucking reason. <laughs> if if he had come in yeah. from the pool and she had run down the stairs being like, what the fuck is this, Mike? Are you fucking cheating on me? He could just be like, oh. Yeah, just unleash the attack owl. Yeah, because... I- <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, and, and also there's another wrench in the works that we got to talk about too. This isn't the first time he's been around a dead body at the bottom of the staircase. Bum, bum, bum. On February 18th, 2003, Elizabeth Ratliff's two daughters, Margaret and Martha, now in Mike Peterson's legal wards, give the Durham District Attorney's Office permission to exhume their mother's body from her Texas grave. 
they are reluctant to allow the exhumation, but say they want to clear their dad's name. Oh, yeah, she fell down a staircase and died, too. Honestly, they shouldn't have let this into the case because there's been other shit that hasn't been let into cases that was way gnarlier and way more connected. But it is technically unrelated, but it's so hard to say that these things couldn't potentially be connected because, you know, another and God damn it, you saw they look like fucking twins. Yeah, they dude, do. Elizabeth Ratliff clones are real. And fucking Kathleen Peterson, they look exactly like each other. It's fucking insane. But I don't, like, I don't understand what, he wasn't in a relationship with Elizabeth Ratliff or anything like that. And, like, there's no evidence of a relationship. But he did end up with her two daughters. So there was something for him to potentially gain if he wanted those kids as his own. You know, there, it's a little weird. It's more than a little weird. It's fucking weird. The state medical examiner's report states that Elizabeth Ratliff died of blunt force trauma to the head. I think they called it homicidal assault or something. There was some weird verbiage, and honestly, I did not like. And it didn't that, happen in the States, though, right? No, it happened in Germany. Germany, right. But they exhumed her body that was in Texas and actually drove it all the way to North Carolina so that the first forensic examiner or, you know, um, medical examiner uh-huh. could do both bodies so she could kind of compare them oh. to see if there was, like, a connection. And she basically is like, yeah, they're, like, identical wounds. But the thing that the Netflix documentary or the the French, the Netflix thing redid or whatever, they catch her looking very, like, guilty and bad. I would love to see more footage of her talking about it because they were very, they very much cherry-picked the parts where she was just like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like she just seemed very uncertain and like incomplete and it, it made her look really like unprofessional. But like I would love to see more or maybe even like her report if I you know wanted to go into this further. The autopsy reported several lacerations and fractures to the skull very similar to Kathleen's wounds. Long story short or long story long, really. He's found guilty of her murder and sentenced to life in October of 2003, which is surprising because a lot of rich white dudes that spend a million dollars in their defense usually get off. Yeah. I know. It, it, he threw hundreds of thousands of dollars at his case. I mean, he literally spent a million. He went compl- He went bankrupt over this, you know. He has denied all of his appeals. But in 2011, Dwayne Deaver... Everybody's least favorite character on all sides because he's just a shitbird. Dwayne Deaver is found out to be a humongous piece of shit. He's the blood splatter analyst who definitively said that, you know, Mike Peterson had to have beat her over the head. And that was really damning evidence for him. He put away hundreds of quote unquote bad guys like Mike Peterson with his bad science. So in on December 16th, 2011, because of Dwayne Deaver's false science and sh- just all-around shittiness, on December 16, 2011, Peterson was released from the Durham County Jail on $300,000 bail. I'm surprised he had that. And placed under house arrest with a tracking anklet. Finally, on February 24, 2017, he puts in an Alford plea. Do you remember what an Alford plea is? Yeah. Yeah. So an Alford plea is like a guilty plea where both sides are saying like they're both sides are kind of giving up where like 
Mike Peterson's side is saying, yeah, you have enough evidence to probably put me away. And the state is basically saying, yeah, we have a lot of evidence, but we don't want to go through another trial sort of, you know, but like it's fairly circumstantial, meaning that it's not like it's not like they have him on video beating her to death, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're allowed to kind of assert their innocence within their Alfred plea, but they're still like admitting that there's so much evidence against them that they can't actually be found innocent. Also with Alfred pleas, once you enter an Alfred plea, it's not, it's, it does not mean that you're innocent and you are not found, you know, not guilty or anything like that. So that felony stays with you and you can't sue the government for like false like imprisonment or anything. So there's a lot of strings with Alfred pleas. The most famous Alfred plea, aside from the Mike Peterson one, is probably West Memphis 3. And there's there's definitely others as well. But the West Memphis 3 and Mike Peterson are kind of the two most popular that people know about today. And so he puts in an Alfred plea for voluntary manslaughter of Kathleen Peterson. He gets time served and he walks out a free man. As free as anyone can be after a murder conviction, after accepting legal responsibility for his wife's death, and after a civil judgment that ordered him to pay one of his stepdaughters, Caitlin Atwater, $25 million. <laughs> you drunk? God damn. Money he doesn't have and never will. Originally released in 2004, The Staircase follows the indictment, trial, and conviction of crime author Michael Peterson for the death of his wife, Kathleen. De La Strade. Jean Xavier de la Strade, who is the director of the staircase. Thank you. <laughs> and his team were granted complete access to Peterson's defense team shortly after Kathleen's death and had amassed over 600 hours of footage by the time of the trial's completion. Filming testimonies, the trial, and even how his defense team built a case to maintain his innocence. Following Peterson's conviction, they even interviewed the jury who sentenced him. De La Strade. I'm going to say De La Strade. That's, you're fine. I think that's right. He'd go on to produce a 2013 sequel film detailing Peterson's fight for a retrial. In 2018, the staircase director, Jean Xavier De La Strade, confirmed that nice. Sophie Brunette fell in love with Mike Peterson while filming the project. Now, she's one of the film's editors. Okay. Apparently, it was a long-term relationship. It was 10 years by many reports. Contrary to some U.S. blog reports, the two were never married. When asked about the affair, the director said, this is one of those incredible things that happened during those 15 years that they followed him around for. That's crazy. I know. Life is really full of surprises. They had a real story, which lasted until May of 2017, but she never let her own feelings affect the course of editing. Yeah. Yeah, and this this film has very much been kind of put under the microscope by people being like, is this like w- what's the point of a documentary? Is it to document the truth, the facts, or is it to push a narrative that the director or producer or editor kind of wants the story to tell, you know? And that's the problem with like police doing that too is just like, you know, I can use West Memphis 3 as a, another example of just like 
that dude was like fucking hard. He was like had a hard on for fucking Damien Eccles and he fucking hated his guts. And he followed him around for years trying to get like, you know, connect him to these quote unquote. I think he had actually had a hard on for him. No, I, well, homosexual latent tendencies, you know, those happen. You know, I think that he was in love with Damien Eccles and he was so obsessed with him and wanted to be him, basically. I, I don't know how else, how else to put it. That guy was like crazy for him and basically just made the crime fit his narrative as opposed to having doing it the other way around, which is look at the evidence and come up with a narrative based on the evidence, not the other way around, you know? Right. So that's why I think it's problematic that he's like dating the editor, because if the editor is head over heels for Michael Peterson, she's going to want to leave things out that make him look bad. No. Uh, yeah. OK. Conflict of interest. In 2019, Mike Peterson says, I can't own anything because I would lose it. He rents his place. It's kind of like this shitty one bedroom apartment, at least uh, it was in the Netflix documentary. He leases his car. He says four New York City publishers were interested in his book that he was going to be writing, but they backed off when they understood his legal predicament. Because remember, he owes Caitlin Atwater $25 million. So therefore, anything that comes in automatically becomes hers. He speaks about everything as if he's, he's come to terms with it, yet, and yet he finds fault in the logic. I owe her now, and he's talking about Caitlin, which is Kathleen Peterson's biological daughter and his stepdaughter or ex-stepdaughter. I guess they never got divorced, but I owe her now with interest probably $35 million or $40 million for what Caitlin considers me killing her mother. Well, I didn't do that, so should I owe her that money? Sounds like he just wants to keep it. That's I don't why think he's got it. No, he definitely doesn't. That's why he purposely doesn't buy anything because it can like get him in trouble. Yeah. And that's why he he has released his book and it's free because in some ways Peterson still isn't. What is freedom to a man many think should still be locked away. So I've heard that you can download his book for free. I don't know where exactly. I'm sure if you put in Michael Peterson book 2019 free, you could find it fairly easily. It's about everything. The death of his wife, Kathleen, the trial, the conviction, his time in prison and his life since then. So I don't honestly, I don't want to read that book. There's another book I don't want to read <laughs> that you can. Let me just talk about books I don't want to read. Hmm which is Christopher Watts, that piece of shit. Remember that guy? Which one was he? He was the one who killed his entire, like the kind of, oh, I hate that people are like, hey, he's so hot. Um, He's like a dude who killed his entire family and shoved them down some silos. And then like, it was like a year and a half ago okay. or something. His mom wrote a book, quote unquote, a book. And like, you can find it on like Facebook or something. And it's it's basically a fucking written account of like why his wife sort of sucked and probably deserved to die and how her kid like isn't that bad. And he's admitted to killing his entire family. And his mom had the gall to fucking write a book like in defense of her son. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's another book I don't want to read. Those are all books that that are free and I don't want to read them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know what else I don't really want to read? What? 
OJ Simpson's If I Did It. I don't want to read a book of like somebody showing off that they've gotten away with crimes or fucking finger pointing victims. I always thought that one had a really interesting title. <laughs> yeah. If you just take away the if from it, it's yeah. just like, I did it. <laughs> if I didn't not do it. But th- so this is, it's a good like kind of comparison to make. So Michael Peterson, he has never released his book for money. So that's why he's able to like, there's no like legal shit really. And Caitlin can't go after him for it because it's just free. Like there's no money tie up in it. But see, O.J. Simpson released If I Did It. And remember, people forget this. He lost his civil suit to the Goldman family and the Brown family. And so he owes them millions and millions of dollars because he was found guilty of their deaths. I don't know. He wasn't found guilty of like murder or anything, but it was like he was found responsible for their deaths and he owes them millions of dollars. So he put out that book and was making money off of it. And Ron Goldman's father was able to kind of usurp that and they own the rights to the book now. So all sales of O.J. Simpson's If I Did It go straight to like the Goldman and the Brown families. And they actually have the introduction to the new edition of the book, which is why I sort of want to buy it. But I don't actually want to like read it. So that's why probably why Michael Peterson doesn't want to release it, because there would be some finagling and she would basically own the rights to the book, I bet. And if he didn't do it, then it's just incredibly sad, the relationship that he has with his now ex-stepdaughter. Well, that explains why he was caught stealing all his memorabilia from, like, the Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, O.J. Simpson? Yeah. In Vegas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he's not allowed to have anything. Pay some bills. Yeah. (laughs) He does live in Las Vegas, and I hear he hangs out at wine bars in, like, the suburbs. So we'll have to go see him at Crime... Maybe he'll be at Crime Con. (laughs) Oh, wait, Gramcom's not in Las Vegas. Where would we see him? At PsychoFest? <laughs> yeah, like PsychoFest. He's out in the pool at the MGM Grand. Yeah, with King Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fucking crazy pool party. I'd... OJ Simpson and fucking King Diamond. That's Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for this shitty garbage person regurgitated Mike Peterson. Did I... you finally get all the chunks out? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I don't like him. <laughs> I The first time I watched The Staircase, I was... What do you think about his eyebrows? Oh, he, they, he needs to shave them off. You always come at me about my eyebrows. Yeah, it's because I fucking trim them, too. Like, Mike Peterson wants them to flow, like, fucking... There could be attack owls hiding in his eyebrows. <laughs> 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 They're bushy. <laughs> that we just solved it. Uh, I do, I do not think he is innocent. I I I the first time I watched the staircase, I was like, you know, I had that kind of like making of a murderer knee jerk reaction of like he didn't do it. He uh, innocent man is in jail, you know. But then like now that I've done more research and I found that shit out about the editor and I just I he did it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like their facts are facts. Like. I just can't. Okay. And I go with whatever Paul Holes says. Well, I think you should always look into things yourself and not just... I did. Blindly believe what other people... No, I... Well, that's the thing. I believed what Netflix told me at first. That was my 
gut level reaction. And then once I started doing my own research, I was like, this motherfucker's guilty. I can't support, I can't support it, you know? Like, I can't support my initial feeling. So that's it this week. We love you. Oh, yeah. We're cutting it off. Yep. No more outro talk for you. (laughs) We're just, we're real gnarly with the banter sometimes. And I'm going to cut all of this shit out. It's the only time I talk to Amy, so she should (laughs) take advantage (laughs) (laughs) all right so tune in next week we might be a tiny bit late which is why we're putting out this one a little bit earlier uh we're gonna have spanish accents (laughs) what we're going to mexico for total death over mexico death metal fest well tune in next week when we keep talking out the trash bye-bye adios